EU Futures Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University. Welcome to the EU Futures Podcast, exploring the emerging future in Europe. I'm Olya Jordanian, an outreach coordinator at BU Center for the Study of Europe. Today is April 5th, and I talk to Dr. Thomas Sabadosh, a senior lecturer of international and European economic law at Edvos Lorand University in Budapest, Hungary. Dr. Sabadosh is also a visiting scholar at Harvard University's Center for European Studies. Um, yes, um, I'm working in Budapest at the Ötvös-Lorend um, University, uh, which is the uh, largest university in Hungary, and uh, I'm working there at the Department of uh, European Economic Law and Private International Law as a senior lecturer. Um, in the US, um, I'm a visiting scholar at the Harvard Center for uh, European Studies, and I'm working on a project uh, which analyzes the uh, relation between uh, the fundamental freedoms of the EU and uh, fundamental rights, basically focusing on the conflicts between the two. Great. Um, where do you see the European Union is, uh, is going in terms, of, uh, in terms of its policies? Where do you see the European Union is heading to? Um, it, it 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 depends because it depends upon the uh, the uh, policy concerns because as I've seen um, now the um, the um, various policies are uh, sometimes in conflict with each other. Um, for example, um, I could mention the um, the um, the um, um, the endeavors of the EU to uh, promote the single market. Um, which um, some and the, basically the EU has been an economic integration uh, with uh, principally economic objectives, and uh, today, in my view, it has been changed to include other values and other objectives. For example, um, social rights and social considerations, and uh, these uh, policies um, are um, to a certain extent in conflict with. Um, each other, um, and um, the, I think that the development of, um, of of the policies also depends upon the um, the the economic or political situation of a given moment, because um, these um, these challenges in in politics or in economic um, require answers from the EU, and um, and uh, the challenges. The challenges uh, compel the EU to shape um, its policies. Uh, where do you think Europe is going in terms of its governance? In governance, I, in my opinion, the um, the, the the crisis um, become talk about the financial crisis or the immigration crisis or uh, or even um, even the uh, British referendum, the outcome of which is unpredictable. Um, I think that. The, um, as I've already said, these, these challenges require some form of answer uh, on the part of the, the EU. And, uh, and, and I think that the, um, the financial uh, crisis 
uh, demonstrates that um, the EU has to give a uniform answer, which promotes deeper, stronger integration in in the long term. Um, so I think that the first uh, thing is to surmount or overcome um, these various crises the EU faces, um, but um, but otherwise these crises also mean important lesson for um, the EU how to handle it and uh, how to how to promote um, integration. How do you see the future of European integration? Do you see it's, it, it, it will be more deeper, it will be more diversified? How, how do you see the European integration? Mm-hmm. I think it will be it, it will be a stronger cooperation, a deeper integration between the uh, member states but um, but uh, it will be uh, not um, uniformly uh, deep integration for uh, all the member states. Um, so I think that the EU will go towards the direction of, and actually um, even now this is the situation that the uh, the EU um, the EU, uh, EU is basically follows basically uh, a multi-speed. Uh, model and um, we just have to think on the difference between countries um, in the eurozone and countries not belonging to um, the um, eurozone. But there are also um, other fields. Uh, for example, the um, enhanced cooperation mechanism uh, provides a good um, good way to um, cooperate to adopt uh, legislation in uh, various fields, and we see. Um, some examples, for example, the um, law governing um, divorces um, in the EU or the unitary patent um, were, uh, were uh, adopted in the framework of uh, enhanced cooperation. So um, I believe that the EU will follow this uh, multi-speed uh, model and there will be a difference in, in the level and in the depth of integration among the member states. Recently, there is a rise in populism in, in the European Union, and also there is a rise in right nationalist parties. I mean, there are more parties, there are more parties that come to power. How do you see this, this tendency in future? Is, how is it going to affect the future of Europe? Um, basically, these uh, phenomena are due to to again the various um, crises, financial crises, and, and the um, uh, immigration uh, crisis, and um, and uh, institutions, and uh, even people um, usually expect an answer uh, from the EU to 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 stop um, extremisms, political extremisms. Um, however, although um, the um, EU has developed um, some mechanisms to uh, mitigate such processes. Um, we can um, we can mean on the uh, the uh, Article Seven mechanism, um, the uh, the um, the infringement procedures. So these are uh, means um, elaborated by the EU, which can be used in. To, to mitigate um, extremisms. Um, however, I would I think that um, to answer um, 
the answer to this political phenomenon is in the hands of uh, EU citizens uh, because they have the possibility and um, they, they are um, the only persons who have the possibility to, uh, to go and uh, vote against political extremisms. So I really believe that the answer doesn't lie with um, the EU. The EU can, of course, um, of course um, um, have some impact, uh, but, um, but principally um, the vote and uh, the answer is in the hands of uh, Union citizens. Will you break down that idea a little bit? Because you touched upon a very important topic of citizens' participation. So why doesn't that happen now? Why aren't citizens that powerful or why, why, why does we have the kind of participation that we have right now in the European Union and how it can be changed? Yes, um, yes this is the, um, the um, part of the problem uh, of a democratic um, deficit. Um, of um, of the um, EU, and I think that the um, the EU did and much has done in order to reduce um, democratic deficit. If we uh, think on the consecutive amendments of the treaties, the Maastricht Treaty introduced um, the union citizenship, and more recently the Treaty of of uh, Lisbon uh, brought again uh, some changes. Uh, for example, with the increase of, uh, of uh, the powers of the European Parliament elected by uh, Union citizens or, um, or, um, or um, the, um, the uh, national parliaments, uh, the role of national parliaments um, has, been, uh, has been similarly um, increased. The Charter of Fundamental Rights became uh, binding um, however, I think that that uh, that the um, the the key um, is the um, the um, the idea of union uh, citizenship. And uh, although these um, these treaties granted um, several important rights uh, for um, EU citizens, the right to vote um, in um, in European Parliament um, elections and local. Uh, government elections, um, the right to move freely and resign freely in uh, other member states, uh, and so on. Uh, but uh, but um, I think that the 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 point is that many times um, these uh, rights um, are uh, not visible uh, for uh, union citizens, and um, and. Um, Sometimes the, the failures are uh, more obvious and uh, are more in the spotlights than the achievements um, the um, EU made in promoting the rights of, uh, of uh, European citizens. And I would like to uh, just point out to the, um, the activity of uh, the Court of Justice of the European Union, um, which uh, carries out um, a more silent uh, work, but still a far-reaching um, activity in promoting the rights of uh, union citizens, uh, for example, uh, ensuring um, a broader, uh, ensuring broader free movement rights to union citizens, 
or, um, or facilitating um, the access to uh, European higher education institution, um, for example, um, non-discrimination in terms of tuition fees or, uh, or the um, case law of the um, Court of Justice of the European Union um, even impacted the, um, the, um, the use of uh, family names, which at first sight seems um, very far from the, uh, the basic idea of economic integration. Um, so, so I think that, that, uh, that this is an important process, however, it's not really visible for, uh, for, um, for union citizens, uh, for uh, the broader public who are concerned by uh, EU legislation, by the treaties or the judgments of the um, ECJ. And uh, therefore, I think that the EU uh, should also uh, promote or uh, should promote the visibility or the transparency of um, of, um, of these uh, these uh, processes, uh, which increase um, the um, the force of um, union citizens. How do you, how do you think that um, participation of EU citizens in this at decision making processes could be increased? In decision making processes, <coughs> could increase at the European level? Well, is it is it is it is it good if it's increased? And if yes, how do you think it could be done? Yes, I do think that it would be important to to increase the participation of union citizens in um, in European politics. Um, however, I do not expect, um, at least at the moment, um, structural or institutional changes in order to um, to promote, um, um, to increase uh, the participation of uh, union citizens. Uh, what I think is that the EU um, should, um, should uh, focus on, uh, on encouraging union citizens to take part, for example, in uh, European Parliament elections and, um, and to um, use better the uh, the already existing uh, means. For example, um, the union citizens have um, the uh, possibility to um, invite the European Commission to propose uh, legislation on a matter which falls under the competence of the EU through um, a European citizens initiative. Um, and I think that this is an important means and uh, and there are um, already a couple of, not too many, but some successful European um, citizens' um, initiatives, um, which shows that European citizens can influence decision-making, at least to a certain extent, even uh, now, in addition to the European Parliament um, elections. And the European citizens' initiative uh, gives uh, means for union citizens to uh, give an impetus to changes in the EU and shape their future in a way um, they wish. Nevertheless, again, I have to uh, say that I'm pretty sure that the uh, European Citizens Initiative as a legal instrument is not very well known among um, union citizens. So, 
um, so basically the um, the um, European Union should uh, foster um, the awareness of uh, of those institutions, including the uh, European Citizens Initiative, uh, which could promote the participation of the Union citizens. So. Why is that EU citizens are less aware of what's going on actually in the European Union or what are the opportunities that they can use uh, to have more impact on policy making? Why is that happening? Um, first of all, I think that, that the, um, probably the um, EU should, I mean the institutions should, um, should um, somehow communicate better um, on, um, on the rights and uh, possibilities of um, of uh, union citizens, and uh, sometimes I see a tension between um, the um, the um, EU and uh, the member states um, in terms of uh, of these instruments. As of course the um, EU is interested in uh, in 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 raising awareness of uh, these possibilities. Sometimes, sometimes the member states are uh, less keen, at least this is my impression, on promoting um, these instruments which can be used by um, union um, citizens. And, um, and um, that's the reason why, for example, the participation in European Parliament elections um, is uh, much lower than uh, national um, parliamentary um, elections and uh, and uh, this tension between um, between the um, EU and national governments for example is uh, very obvious if we uh, think on another means in the hands of EU citizens and which are also used by them is that uh, they can also bring uh, cases uh, to the Court of Justice of the European Union if they find that piece of national legislation is not compatible with, uh, with EU uh, law. Um, union citizens do not have uh, the direct right to uh, turn to um, the um, ECJ, but, uh, but first they have to um, enforce their claims um, in front of a national court, but, uh, but after that they can uh, turn to the ECJ uh, through a preliminary, pre uh, preliminary reference uh, procedure. And um, in these procedures, um, the, the tension between, uh, between the national government um, and uh, the citizen um, is obvious. And, um... If you can imagine the Europe, what's what's the what's the ideal Europe, European Union that you you see you would like to see in the future? And coming from that, uh, what what is necessary to do is necessary to do to achieve that kind of European Union? Um, I, I would I would I would like to see a European Union with with um, a very competitive economy with high uh, living standards um, and actually um, I think everybody wants to see um, the EU um, like this, an EU which, um, integ which can uh, 
uh, integrate uh, various uh, various values beyond uh, the um, economic ones. Um, and um, I would like to see an EU which uh, remains attractive um, for those uh, who are living within the EU and uh, for those who are living um, outside um, the EU. Um, how to achieve this ideal? This is the, the, the more difficult question. Um, first, I think that the, the um, deepening um, integration uh, is undoubtedly um, an important and this integration also I, I was talking about um, that the reality is a kind of piecemeal, piecemeal approach uh, piecemeal integration through uh, this multi-speed model I think ideally the, uh, the integration should be as broad as possible um, so this would be um, one, one instrument to achieve uh, the ideal and the um, other thing that that uh, both EU institutions and the national governments, but we can also add uh, union citizens um, themselves, uh, should be aware um, the importance of the role of uh, of, uh, of union citizens and the importance of um, the participation of uh, union citizens in the EU decision uh, making. Uh, process. Uh, so, uh, as it's often said, the changes uh, start in source, and I think that this is also true for uh, for the EU. Podcast, a project of the Center for the Study of Europe at Boston University, funded by a Getting to Know Europe grant from the European Commission delegation in Washington, D.C. 